And for more, we're joined on the line now by Chris Gilmore, analyst at APSA Wealth and Investment. Uh, before we even go to the crisis, Chris, uh, the oil price. Yes, it just keeps on going lower. Um, Sakina, there comes a point um, in any of these commodity prices when you, uh, you reach what's called the marginal cost of production. Now, we've got to bear in mind that in certain countries in the world, and notably in places like Saudi Arabia and Iraq, for example, that you're looking at marginal cost of production of between 10 and $15 a barrel. So from that perspective, <laughs> there's still a lot of downside. But having said that, a lot of non-OPEC um, production probably comes out of the ground. I'm talking Gulf of Mexico here, for example, 65 to $70 a barrel. And also already, these, the, these producers are in negative territory. But at some point in time, you know, you, you get producers laying off, stopping. Um, in other words, you get a kind of natural um, mechanism coming into place whereby uh, supply eventually starts getting cut off and prices start rising. Now, I'm not saying we're necessarily there yet, but uh, the lower we go, the more acute that uh, situation becomes. And... Um, Look, I think there's perhaps a little bit of scope uh, left. Uh, a lot of people around who are suggesting there's a conspiracy here by the Saudis to try and preserve market share, to try and face off with American shale producers to see how low they can go. Uh, but whatever the reason, um, the Saudis being the, the main swing producer are pushing that, um, that price lower and lower. Don't forget also that many of the, of the OPEC uh, members, I'm thinking of countries like Venezuela, for example, are really struggling at this point in time. And uh, if OPEC as a cartel is going to um, continue to exist, then, you know, you have to have the buy-in of all the members, both officially and unofficially. So at some point in time, if it goes much lower, you might start seeing um, some of these members breaking ranks and coming and supplying the market um, at at, at these sort of levels or even higher. Um, But I think what's playing into the hands of um, a lot of participants here is, is the lack of demand out there. That's also pushing things down. So while all of these favorable conditions are are there, then that oil price is going to languish and maybe even go a bit lower. Mm, interesting times there. But uh, Eskom, of course, on many people's lips and minds, crisis? What crisis? Now, uh, listening to the CEO yesterday, thought it started out well with him apologizing. Uh, but then what did you make of it after that, Chris? You know, I've actually got the presentation in front of me, and it's a very, very good presentation. And as you rightly say, I think started the, the tone was very, very good. With this one caveat, um, you know, it is, it, is, it is very disingenuous to talk about uh, this not being a crisis. By any definition, this is a crisis. When it impacts on people and businesses, when it uh, impacts on the, the ability of the country to, um, uh, to produce economic growth, it's a crisis. The, the difference is, um, how do we get out of this crisis? And I think in that regard, you know, he was reasonably successful, you know, talking about bringing on new base load and peaking power station online, on time and within budget. That's fine. What I think he perhaps didn't talk about are some of the more radical suggestions. Uh, like, for example, um, is there a possibility one could go to uh, load shedding on a, a regular basis? to allow ESCOM to actually go and do more of their, their required maintenance. Uh, what about putting uh, liquefied natural gas plants down on, on the, the Cape Coast, which can be erected very, very quickly at low cost, and they don't produce uh, much in the way of, um, 
damaging CO2 and this type of thing. Um, could we convert some of these big diesel-hungry OCGT um, uh, power stations to natural gas, for which they were designed in the first instance? This type of thing. And it might take a, a few months to do it, maybe, maybe a little bit longer. I'm, I'm not an expert. I don't know. But I think more of that kind of radical type of thought might have, have been a bit better. So look, it was a competent presentation. Did it have the desired effect? I think, unfortunately, um, denying that there was a crisis is not good because, in my experience, if you, if you don't learn from history, you're condemned to repeat the mistakes of history. And, uh, you know, it's no use thinking that the ratings agencies aren't taking very, very close um, uh, contact with this whole thing. They know precisely what's going on. And we've got Fitch coming up on Friday. Uh, with uh, with a rating. So, uh, you know, uh, Eskom is going to be uppermost in the ratings agency's mind at this point in time. And so they'll have been watching this uh, this very, very closely indeed.